oceans and undiscovered paradise. Forget New York and California. There's a better place now. Close your eyes. Take my hand. We are almost there. A favorite place on earth. Massachusetts. Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts. Helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Ericetti, and we are live on AM830 WCRN as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat under Gabby Kitty, 1B2Ts. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a bunch of snaps getting ready to go out uh, right now. Yep. Uh, once again, I'm your host, <laughs> Vincent Ericetti, and joining me tonight, co-hosting two weeks in a row. She's now healthy, yep. happy. I'm Jezebel back. Grace of the Graces, how are you? I'm good, how are you? How many uh, Snapchats did you just send out? Uh, getting ready to send out a few in just a minute. Gabby Kitty, G-A-B-Y-K-I-T-T-Y at Snapchat is the official, unofficial Snapchat account of Taste of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Uh, you can join the conversation tonight by calling 508-871-7000. That's 508-871-7000. I also want to give a shout out to Cam behind the glass. We haven't come up with a new nickname for you tonight, but I'm I'm assuming during the show it's just going to flow. I don't know, man. I think Diesel McWheels sticks. You don't like Studley McMuffin? No, Diesel McWheels is cooler. All right, Diesel McWheels it is. <laughs> Diesel McWheels it is. I don't mind Diesel McWheels. I um I did want to uh before we get into uh shoutouts, I did want to ask Cam or Mr. Cam as uh as he sometimes called aka Diesel McWheels. Uh, what you thought of the Patriots game, what you think of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl, um, and what you think of the Bruins still having close right, well, I don't I don't want to talk about the Bruins okay. necessarily. Uh, that's kind of still a, a sore spot for me. Uh, they're just in a tailspin right now, and uh, I don't think they have any idea what to do. I don't mm -hmm. think they are have any sort of direction. Uh, they like to just sit there and do nothing when uh, problems arise. Um so that's what's going on with them. The Pats, awesome game against the Steelers. I had no idea it was going to be that much of a blowout. Well, it wasn't necessarily a blowout, but, I mean, they kind of silenced They everybody. dominated, yeah. Yeah, they, they dominated. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that much, that crazy of a game, but uh, it was. It was awesome. Chris Hogan, the hero. <laughs> Are you making a Hogan's hero? Oh, no. We uh, we were talking in uh, at my house uh, about how... It's a shame that the Pats, I know they have their touchdown song, but they should really play Hulk Hogan's theme song every time Chris Hogan scores a <laughs> touchdown. That would be amazing if every single time you just heard Real American. This is why you need to be in the sports marketing and entertainment world. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, what is taking them so long to think of this extremely obvious idea? Right, really. Well, also, I do want to give you uh, credit for one of the first times you did the show, you just at... at out of nowhere came up with the idea of the 420 bowl for Taco Bell. <laughs> like to this day, I think that's like one of the most brilliant marketing. Um, yeah, I think that was my first or second time on the show. Yeah, yeah I, think I think it was. was. Yeah, so um, I did want to. I did want to give you a shout out on that and ask. And so now you've got. Um, I think next week, I th Thursday or for, probably Thursday, we're going to do 
uh, a show of just all the best places to get takeout for the game. This is a Super Bowl game you don't you don't cook for. Like let's yeah. face it, you have a party, you eat usually two hours before the game. You start watching the game at eight. God forbid it's like every other Super Bowl with the Patriots and it's close all the way through. You're not going to want to eat until the end or or you're not going to want to eat until <laughs> the end. So you got to get it done early. So. I'm always super conflicted, too, as to whether I want it to be a close game or not. Yeah, because I don't. <laughs> you see, one thing that kind of not ruined but uh, soured the experience of the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup is you knew like 10 minutes into that game seven that they were going to win that game. Mm. They ended up winning 4 nothing. There was no resistance. So there was no like excitement at the end of the game. It's just like, okay, we're going to win the Stanley Cup. Well, for you maybe, my my best friend and I who um, started working at uh, Market Basket together, we were, were huge Bruins, like 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. And they kept making it to the finals right, in Edmonton. And, and then losing. Yep. Um, like, we were hardcore. Like, we were more Bruins fans back then than we were Patriots fans. Um, and... I don't know why it was, but it was just, it was great. So for us, like, game seven that they won, what was 2011, was it? Yep, 2011. I, I mean, we never watched games before, and I literally, like, I said to my wife, I'm like, look, we, I have to go watch this game. And I'm like, this is not, like, this isn't, this isn't us watching football. This is a totally different animal. And we just sat there and loved it, and we were just talking about, like, the whole time, Ray Bork, um, Cam Neely, like that whole era, Middleton when he was a player, not yep. a, like that whole era was great when uh, Derek Sanderson was doing the color commentary on TV and was hilarious, and he was like, yeah, I spent all my money on uh, wine, women, and song, and now I got to do this crazy job, and like would he would like break down fights, and he'd just be like, yeah, see, they're not really fighting with their heart in it, you know, they're throwing their punches too high. There's not a lot of strength in that. If you really want to hurt someone, you got to go low. Like it was hilarious. Derek Sanderson was a character. Oh, oh my awesome. god, he was. He went through a lot. You know, he um after he cleaned up, because uh, just for those who don't know, he had a lot of drug problems, addictions. Uh, after he cleaned himself up, he actually went on a speaking tour of all the high schools. He came to Woburn High. Um, yeah, he was. A I huge think my drinker. freshman year, and uh, he, you know, he really, uh, he really. Did a lot of scared straight stories. My dad told me the uh, the story once about what made him get uh, sober. It's kind of a crazy story. So he was it was all alcohol. Yeah, it wasn't really drugs. It was he was just a drinker, and he was on the street one night, and he asked a homeless guy for some of his drink, and the guy said no, and he said, "Do you know who I am?" And he goes, "Yeah, I know who you are. You're just like all of us." And that was it. Wow. Yeah, that Turning was. Point. And and that was that was the story he uh, he told he you know basically gave his entire uh, life up to that point and then man you want to be scared straight and it wasn't even like crazy scared straight it was just anyone who really can think or like yeah. hear that story and go wow that's crazy it's nuts um but I'm glad he uh, I'm glad he turned it around and uh, good good example that if he can good do commentator it. too yeah ab- absolutely definitely funny 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 oh, guy yeah. too overall. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, earlier today, so last week I threw up, uh, what's your favorite pizza place? Cause everyone talks sports, pizza's 
very easy to to have before a game, during a game. Um, today, I threw up on our Taste of Massachusetts Facebook page. <laughs> it keeps sounding like you're just saying I threw up, and it keeps oh, making me yeah. laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't literally. I figuratively threw onto the page, uh, who makes your favorite wings? So hopefully uh, next Thursday I'm going to have a, a pretty good uh, pretty good source of... Uh, of uh, of content, I'm going to reach out to a few places, see if they want to either call in, possibly get some of their product in studio. Cam, not bad, right? I won't complain. And um, well, although I don't, no offense, probably not going to be Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> like, like if, if I, I may, I may try to get here early that day and you know run over there and just get their sauce to go, so you could put it on real wings. <laughs> you know what? That's fine by me. Okay, good. That is more than fine by me. That's the that's the reason I go there. It's just for the sauce. <laughs> so the uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, there, before we even get into housekeeping, there was a uh, something I posted on Facebook regarding putting ketchup on scrambled eggs, <laughs> and people went nuts. Over a hundred thousand people saw it. So we're gonna have this discussion when we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. Eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Before we get into some housekeeping, um, huge, just absolutely mind-boggling. Whoops! What is that? Nothing. <laughs> All of your fans <laughs> again, like twice. Oh nope, sorry. It's Snapchat filter. Nice. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> Gabby Kitty one B two T's to see. A photo of Jezebel as well as I think Diesel McWheels is in the background Diesel given McWheels. the uh, given the double um, yep. double peace sign. So uh, I posted this. So I didn't think I thought this was kind of funny. Every now and then I throw funny things on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter just for amusement because I like to entertain. Right? right. So I threw up uh, this. I know it sounds weird, right? Yeah. I posted. Thank you. I posted a photo of scrambled eggs with ketchup on them with the comment, ketchup does not go on eggs. Now, it doesn't. I didn't think this was going to be a big deal. I figured out, ha, 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 ha. Uh, over 100,000 people saw it. Over 270 comments, 270 shares on Facebook <laughs> alone. And people were evenly divided. It absolutely does. And then, like, people are going back and forth. I love it on sunny side eggs. I love it on toast. Maybe once in a while, like, but people were like really getting crazy. My mom does that. Really scrambled eggs, ketchup on scrambled. Do you do you like scrambled eggs with ketchup? I've never tried it. I have not. I do like hot sauce on my eggs. Well, that's a lot of people do. I worked. Yeah, I worked in IHOP at one point, and people put all kinds of stuff on their eggs. I just don't understand. I mean, I can understand hot sauce just because it's it's a thing. But ketchup on your, I, I don't know, it drives me, drives me nuts when, um, I, I like to say it's only for white people. <laughs> like white <laughs> people do this. Like one of those white people things. Um, it, it's really interesting. And then people started commenting on other things they put ketchup on. And apparently in Korea, they make rice omelets 
and they put ketchup on it. Yeah. I, I, I think this is crazy, so I did want to... Uh, That's madness. Like, some of these comments I can't even say. Uh, <laughs> just the the vitriol and hatred to to people who do this and or people saying there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, even on Instagram, which usually isn't as uh, discussion-based, I guess is the best way to say <laughs> it, People were, uh, people were pretty funny, tagging their friends, um, you know, saying things like, uh, you know, when you love this and blah, 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 and people going back and forth discussing. I don't know. I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. <laughs> a nice little sidebar there. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Uh, I just, but I mean, I don't know. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. 508-871-7000. If you Call are, me up. Let's talk about ketchup and eggs. <laughs> If you are super pro ketchup on scrambled eggs or super anti ketchup on scrambled eggs, 508-871-7000, I'm just throwing it out there in case someone really has a passionate, uh, a passionate plea for or against it. <laughs> I don't know. You maybe. know someone out there does, but they just, you know, well, that's whether the, or not they're listening at the moment is, is the real or, or if they're just uh, ashamed to admit it. I'm so, gonna post on Facebook about it. I'm telling you, people are it gonna. It could be closeted egg and ketchup eaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, they sit in a closet and eat it. They're being shamed. I can't eat this in public, guys. They didn't want to admit. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. I just thought that was very, uh, very weird because when something goes that viral that quick, I mean, we had more comments. There's a lot of. A lot of food pages out there that are much bigger than ours that never get that type of uh, response. Yeah. So that's why I figured I'd at least throw it out there. Uh, moving on to some of our housekeeping, great events going on in and around New England. Um, I know I've been mentioning it for the last two weeks, and I'm going to mention it now because uh, it's this weekend, the free chocolate festival <laughs> at Harvard Square uh, going on this Saturday and uh, all information can be found at harvardsquare.com backslash winter hyphen carnival hyphen 2017. <laughs> or just go to harvardsquare.com. I'm sure there's uh, there's links there. But uh, the big thing is it is free January 28th, Saturday, from 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, and I just you never see stuff like this that's free. So yeah. that's why I wanted to, to continue. I know you, you, you said you wanted to jump in, but... <laughs> Are you half considering, half not, or? I don't know. I, I, again, if it's only an hour, there's only so much you can, uh, damage yeah. you can do, as, yeah. the, as the college kids like to say. Yeah, that's true. But it would be, it would be interesting to, uh, to see, like, I would want to go just so I could document it and get photos, but I mean, I'm not, uh, flying in there for an hour and then, and then flying out. It's just too, uh, too much stuff. So on the company, on the company helicopter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Eric Eddy Media, Taste of Massachusetts helicopter. Yeah, that is. Wouldn't that be something? Like, I'd want to do that just to do it. You have you know to have music mean? mounted somehow on the outside of the helicopter so yeah. it plays when you land. Yeah, it would be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so believe it or not, Mike and Wayland has just called in and wants to discuss eggs on ketchup. Mike and Wayland, you're on Taste of Massachusetts. How are you? Hi. I, mean, I have to say this is a uh, very contentious issue for me. Because um, my stepfather puts ketchup on, like, everything that's <laughs> to him. Eggs, you know, and not, you know, every, I mean, tons and tons of stuff that you serve for dinner. And I just can't stomach it. So, 
the the family tradition did not uh, go through to you. Uh, any uh, any other thoughts on this on this hot topic? Uh, I mean, it's just I I'm totally with you with with the hot sauce though. Oh yeah, need hot sauce on that. Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah, hot so, sauce is a given. So, Mike and Waylon, thank you for uh, reinforcing uh, reinforcing what I think everyone here. That's four to nothing. No ketchup on hot sauce. Uh, no ketchup on scrambled eggs. Thank stay you. strong. Stay strong thank in you, the Mike. fight against yeah. ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> stay strong. Oh my God. Did you get? Uh, did you got ringing right during that? Yeah, I had to crank up his oh, volume. Okay. That's why. No worries. Um, <laughs> so four to nothing. No yep. ketchup on eggs. Yep. How, did you see a lot of people doing that when you were at IHOP? Yes. For your, like a lot? Oh, yeah. If you didn't have ketchup on the table, people were mad. Really? Yes. And not just because of hash browns and stuff, like well, because of eggs. It was, um, you were South Shore, right? Not North Shore? I don't know. I was in Norwood. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what shore that south is. Shore. But, um, it was a shore, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I was at a shore, and I'm sure about that. Well, I'm, ju- I'm just wondering <laughs> because um, just the way Massachusetts <laughs> breaks up, Demographically, there's usually a lot of uh, more Irish, Irish slash German on the South Shore. North Shore is more like Italian and diverse. No, is that is that true? I, I mean, from what I've seen, oh, from I don't know. you know, from his field work. My, yes, my field work, <laughs> my extensive field work. When at, he flies around in the company helicopter. Yeah. If. You just hear Massachusetts. <laughs> no, I would, no, 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 no. It's d- like an old uh, ice cream truck. That, uh, <laughs> with the, with, it, but instead of playing that music, it just plays the Taste of Massachusetts theme yep. everywhere it goes. <laughs> Do you remember the helicopter show that was on? Oh, God. you Okay, Cam, you don't because you weren't born. Jezebel, <laughs> I, you might have been old enough. Do you remember Knight Rider? And then right after Night I know what Night Rider is, right, but, but I never saw it. Okay, so Night Rider used to be on, and then right after it used to be oh, this, see, I wouldn't know that. this helicopter show called uh, <laughs> Airwolf. <laughs> it was called Airwolf, and it had... Cam, we are looking this up immediately. No, seriously. <laughs> get the theme music to Airwolf. And Airwolf. when we come back, look, we'll go to break, but when we come back from break, like that's what I would probably have, because I just remember it being a cool song. It's you know gonna be I mean? like the worst song in the world. No, but though. like seriously, if I actually had, if I had a helicopter <laughs> and I had a landing, like I would totally come back to Danger Zone. Wow. Or the Airwolf, Airwolf theme song. Airwolf. If you remember <laughs> Airwolf, wolf, like wolf. I know Wolf. Airwolf. Airwolf. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm gonna say wolf. it wrong because I'm conscious about it. <laughs> Airwolf. 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 If you remember the show Airwolf. There you ugh. go. I think I can give that up. Yeah. So uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, more air air wolf talk. More air wolf. 508-871-7000 is never to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back.
800-878-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Cam with the crack work, what a crack work getting the Air yeah, Wolf really. theme song. I kind of like this. And you got, well, this is kind of the, this is the later in the uh, series theme song. Ah. Jezebel had the original one oh, that was, was so 80s. So bad. Like, it, it was almost like something out of, um, It G. sounded G. like MIDI Orchestra Presents. Yeah, like G.I. Joe cartoon yeah. background music type of stuff. But, uh, yes, good, uh, good job, Cam, grabbing that, uh, thank you, thank you. audio. Um, <laughs> is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, believe it or not, the, the hot and contentious eggs and ketchup debate continues uh, now, with Paul from Putnam, who has called in with uh, with his take on this. Paul, you're on the air on Taste of Massachusetts. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm having a blast. Now, Putnam, is that New Hampshire? Uh, no, it's Connecticut. Connecticut. It's just outside Worcester, yeah. Excellent. Right town. So, um, what is your take on ketchup on scrambled ketchup, eggs? Ketchup definitely does go on scrambled eggs. Oh, I boy. usually make, like, a messy <laughs> omelet. You know, put some ham and onions in there and then toss some ketchup on top and you're good to go. But, I mean, I always made weird concoctions growing up. It's a weird way to put that. It's Uh, just like shepherd's pie. Have you ever had shepherd's pie with spaghetti? What? That's what what I'm talking about. And my grandmother used to make it all the time. So wait a minute. You're, you're, You're talking about spaghetti with actual tomato sauce on it. Yes. And then you're putting shepherd's pie on top of that. You got it. Oh, that could be good. I mean, it's it's a str- it's sounds strange, yeah. So, what is your uh, just just give us a little background? Um, is is this something? Do you think this is cultural? Do you think this is? Uh, just I just the think it was pot? what my grandmother had to feed everybody, and she make a big pot of stuff, and she decided that spaghetti's going to go in it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just always the way it was growing up. So, is this a traditional it's- German? Are you German by any chance? Uh, French, actually. French. Ah, the French. What is there yeah. to say about the French? Well, as long as it tasted good, I mean, I know a lot of people that make shepherd's pie, and for the cheese, they don't use cheddar, they use Parmesan. So, maybe there's something there, but man, I don't know about the egg, the ketchup on eggs. Like, is this, do you yeah. like, do you like hot sauce on eggs as well? I do like hot sauce on eggs. If I'm gonna get a chili omelet, it's a hot sauce kind of thing, but, if it's just plain, it's ketchup. Well, you know, one of the one of the comments that uh, someone said was that salsa, as in you know Mexican salsa on eggs, is really good. And I I've have ha- heard that. And I've had that, and it is really good. But for some strange reason, if you took that salsa, pureed it, added a little bit of vinegar to it, and turned it into ketchup, and then threw it on eggs, something uh, it's still good. Well, so <laughs> here's here's the question. When you have eggs with ketchup on them, are you drinking orange juice with it? Because I, that, I think, is really probably where a lot of people are probably just... No, I'm, I, I'm drinking milk or coffee. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, any... Uh, orange juice. Any, Paul, thank you for your take. Any final thoughts? Nope, thank you. Awesome. Right. Thank you very much. Thank Paul you. in Putnam, Connecticut, calling in with his take. So I, I think throughout the show we're probably going to have some some of these calls peppered in, yeah. if you will. So <laughs> five yes, food pun. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts if you want to add your two cents to the ketchup on eggs debate. I think it's just hilarious that people are so. It's not that I care. It's just 
like, cause I would never eat it, but like, people are passionate about yeah, this. Yeah, they are. Man. Uh, moving on back to some of our housekeeping, great events going on in and around Boston, New England. Um, Edgar Allan Poe show. You gotta give it a final shout out, cause yep. it's this Saturday, January 28th, 3 to 5 p.m. A historian dressed as Edgar Allan Poe brings the American author to life with readings, biographical details, and dark humor at Edgar Allan Poe, Master of the Macabre, at Gore Place in Waltham. So if you're looking for that, this is the uh, this is a final heads up I'm going to give you on it. A um, couple of uh, other new events that I uh, that I pulled up. Um, actually, I don't. Uh, I did. I did want to give a quick shout out to. Um, I, I always struggle saying this. S faced Shakespeare. <laughs> so basically, what happens is this troupe of Shakespearean actors from England—they're actually from Brighton in England—came wow. over to America. They've been here for a few years now, and they perform a Shakespearean play while drunk and inebriated. So they call it S faced, but they don't—they don't censor themselves. Uh, blank faced. Shakespeare. So starting this Saturday, they are going to start doing Romeo and Juliet. I believe this is the first time they've done Romeo and Juliet while inebriated. <laughs> and uh, that's starting this Saturday, January 28th, from uh, starting at 7 p.m. Um, their new home is at the Rockwell, which is formerly called the Davis Square Theater. Uh, admission is $27.50 per person. Uh, yada, yada, yada. If you Google them, you will find them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty funny take. I still want to go sooner or later. I yeah, I will. still love that they break into the Dawson's Creek theme song every time. Yeah. See, my personal goal in life is to somehow secure a job where I can drink while doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a personal goal of mine. I envy those people. <laughs> well, how well do you know your Shakespeare? Uh, <laughs> if by, if you mean spark noted, in high school, <laughs> all of my Shakespeare. Cliff hey, Notes. Spark Notes had a great feature where they translated it into modern English. The uh. entire, the entirety of all these Shakespearean works. See, when I was young, <laughs> when I was, Back when I was that age, age <laughs> we had Cliff Notes. Day. You would go out and buy a booklet. You didn't even have a computer to look stuff yeah. up on. You had a booklet you'd go and buy. It was yellow and black. And that was all you had. I never used them. But. So you'd purchase something just so you didn't have to read the book. Right, yeah, pretty much. Nice. I, I read them because I'm a dork. But right. I, 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 I tried for most of my high school career to be a good student, and then by, like, halfway through my freshman year, I was done with that. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> well, now, think of it. If um, I, I don't, This is probably something for the seniors in high school, but if, um, if, your, call, if your high school, not, let's not say college, let's say high school. If your high school said to you, you know what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to introduce you to Shakespeare in a way that you can relate. Oh, my God, yeah. And brought it and brought the class to one of these shows. That would be amazing. But it would yeah. promote drinking. So they can't yeah, you would know there would be the blue-haired biddies and, and the yeah. the uh, helicopter parents screaming and yelling, Hey, showing my kids drink. Like, come Actually, on. Um, Othello was awesome. I remember yes. reading Othello because we read it in class yeah. out loud. Yep. That was awesome. When you actually get, you know, have to see it. Like I said, I'm a theater nerd, so obviously I like Shakespeare and all that junk. But uh, uh, when when you actually are put into the experience, like my classes, we went to and saw a lot of plays in Boston. A lot of them were done in, like, you know, 
modern costuming and they they updated the speech and stuff and they presented it in a way that was yeah. a lot more palatable to people and you know age like 14 to 18 basically um and it made it fun and people who you wouldn't have expected to have been into Shakespeare ended up into it because of the way it was presented at well that. because it's at the end of the day it's just the story if the story's good yeah it's just, the, you it's, know the problem is you're you're giving cuz i remember thinking to myself you're throwing kids into this text and it's almost like it's a foreign language. Yeah, yeah, it and, is. And so <laughs> they're not going to appreciate it because they're not going to be able to follow the story. Yeah. Um, I think one of my high school teachers actually, we translated all the phrases before we read it. Um, and I think we, I think that one was Hamlet. Um, and so you know, it just it was easier to understand. But I mean, he's the, Shakespeare created so many words that it's crazy. Yeah. Like when you when you think of how many um. Um, how many phrases we we still use today that were you know just in his play? It's unbelievable. So yeah, I mean I enjoyed every one that I ended up reading. It was it was more of a laziness thing than yeah. a disinterest. <laughs> you know, I just remember the um, I think it was the Mel Gibson Hamlet that came out at the same time we we just happened to be reading it. Right. And, um, <laughs> like, realizing that, like, as crazy as it sounds to say, and a lot of people have agreed with me, that that's probably been the best representation that's been put into a movie. Just because it's... What, you didn't like the new version of Romeo and Juliet? What, with... Um, with the guns and the... Uh, I loved it! I, thought, I, loved I actually it. didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was kind of cool. They uh, had uh, the sword type written on the right, side with yeah. guns and Claire stuff. Claire Danes cool. and Leonardo DiCaprio. Cool. I yeah. thought... I thought it was really clever the way they did it. It well, was Bos Lerman too. Bos Lerman is a great. Well, I, I mean, uh, Paul Sorvino was the yeah. was I think the Capulet like Montague. They, the, Montague. They had so many great actors in it. It was just super bold. But it was. I, I think they should have gotten more credit for the way they did it. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know. The movie was pretty big when it came out. I yeah, but it's still. But like, it's Shakespeare, so I mean, where are you going to go with it from there? Right. And you know what's <laughs> happening, but I just like uh, I have a few I have a few friends that were English majors. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. there's a meme now, but like they used to say it all the time about Romeo and Juliet. You know, it's not a love story. It's two. It's a it's a what was it? A 16 year old and a 14 year old who had a three day love affair and then committed suicide. <laughs> That's what the movie is, though. They don't even right. hide from that. They they straight up just. I had a friend who went to the movie with me, and I'm like. I think I was, I saw it in theaters, I think I was like 10, uh, 10 or 11, and I had a friend with me, and I knew all about Romeo and Juliet, but at the end of the movie, she goes, oh my god, they both died? And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Romeo and Juliet, man, come on. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty funny, but uh, I loved it, I think it's great when they do stuff like that. Uh, there's a Hamul- Hamulet, <laughs> Hamlet that had Ethan Hawke. There it was? It's a modern one, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was very strange. It was like Boondock Saints Shakespeare. It was just not not a good Boondock Saints is great, but it wasn't like that. Understood. Yeah. Understood. So, uh, 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's actually um, just straight up news about the Big Mac in Boston. Breaking news, and uh, Jezebel Grace alarmed me to this, and so we're going to talk about that when we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts.
508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Having a dance party. If nobody's actually dancing. If you could only see Cam. <laughs> oh, I was dancing. Oh, Cam's dance is just on point. White. He's totally pop and lock, late 90s. Super white. No. <laughs> Super white. <laughs> As uh, in high school, I thought it was hilarious to dance with the the index fingers out. <laughs> that was my go-to your feet, move. Your feet don't move, and your your elbows are pointed in. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I just do, did the up and down with the pointer fingers. And killed it. On nice. The floor. Nice. Dad dancing with Cam. So as promised, um, big Big Mac news coming out of Boston. Boston will be getting a Big Mac ATM for one day only. Tuesday, January 31st, this was um, this news was broken and alerted to me by the lovely and talented Jezebel Grace. Um, I think she sent me a message at like 2 a.m. on Facebook, which I didn't That's see. That's pretty normal for me. <laughs> Anywhere from like... Which is early, like, dude. Yeah, I'm nocturnal. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to be. It just kind of happens that way. So I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see it till the morning when I woke up and then posted it right away. But uh, so here's all the details. First of all... Details have already been updated. Because of overwhelming interest, the Big Mac ATM will be relocated to Kenmore Square at that McDonald's location, 540 Commonwealth Ave, where it will remain freestanding and indoors on January 31st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., three packed hours. McDonald's reps will also be handing out coupons for comped burgers on the Huntington Bridge for those unavailable to attend. So this is a Big Mac ATM. Um, it's going to pop up uh, again. They're moving it to the Kenmore Square location um, on the 31st. Automatic hamburger dispensary will serve Big Macs in three sizes, regular, Mac Junior, and Grand Mac. Um, Grand I, Mac. Yes, the Grand, Grand Mac. Mac. They should have called it. Grand That's your name now, Vincent. Your Grand Mac. Forever. They should have called it the Grand Daddy Mac. Grand. Oh, stop it! No, or now just you, the Mac now Daddy. Now you dated it. Yes, I think the Mac Daddy would have been a sweet name. I actually yeah. had a friend in high school. I actually you gotta saw get him. jump jump when we come. Oh my yeah. god! Funny funny story. Yep. One of my butt that reminds me. One I saw one of my buddies who I haven't seen in a long time last night, and his nickname was Sully Mac Sauce. Oh my god! In high school, his, his last name Sullivan. So, but for some reason, everybody it started with Sully Mac, and then somehow it turned into Sully Mac Sauce. <laughs> Sully McSauce. So here's so, so Sullivan so, McSauce. Yeah. So here's how the Big Mac ATM works. That could be um, like a McDonald's spinoff movie. Yeah. Right. So here's how this uh, Big Mac ATM works. Um, so what you do is you. This is so. I'm I'm trying not to read it because it's worded. Just listen. <laughs> Go up to the attached unit, <laughs> pick the Big Mac of your choice on the machine's touchscreen, tweet out your swag because that's how you technically pay. You pay by tweeting. So apparently oh, that's smart. So apparently they don't realize that Twitter is like like dropping hard and that they probably should be doing this with Instagram or right. Facebook, but whatever. And boom, you get your free burger. So uh, when ex- when asked how exactly... Tweet out your swag. Tw- in other, tw- you know, tweet a picture know. of your burger, whatever. I know, but that's... Um, when asked how exactly this will be pulled <sighs> off, um, it was responded that um, they can't give away all the secrets, but fresh Big Macs will be constantly loaded into the machine... 
Wow. Sounds weird. So there's yeah. just going to be a dude behind it putting Basically. a big And every time the door opens up, you're going to see the guy pull his hand back really quick. Every time. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be like... There's uh, going to be horror movies about just a hand coming out and grabbing you and pulling you in. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm weird. <laughs> I got a little weird there. Sorry. It's going to be very similar. The machine It's going to be very similar to that... You uh, got macked. To that scene in... Yeah, you... God. <laughs> Do you remember the scene in the original Willy Wonka yeah. movie where there were hands like doing stuff, but it was just people oh, in yeah. gloves? That's mm-hmm. basically what it's going to look like. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be funny. Um, good, you know, A-plus on thought. Uh, I don't know about using Twitter. Maybe they probably should look towards their target audience is probably a little bit more on Instagram, but whatever. Good job altogether, and that is... Uh, but they want to say, tweet out your swag, that's why, which is that, yeah. the most ridiculous sentence ever. So, Big Mac... Tweet out your swag, guys! So, Big Mac ATM, uh, Tuesday, January 31st at the Kenmore Square McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So, uh, believe it or not, more calls on the eggs and ketchup. Let's go to Howard in Worcester. Howard, you are on Taste of Massachusetts. How are you? I'm not an egg eater, but uh, just look at your local supermarket or Walmart, the shelf space devoted to mustard, the hot sauce, and ketchup. And that will just answer your question. There are a lot more shelves devoted to ketchup. To opposed to yeah, what? Yeah, that's true. Any other kind of uh, condiment. condiment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I having worked at a supermarket yeah. for eight years, <laughs> believe me, st- and stocking them is hard because they're all different size bottles. Now, Have I have fun. McDonald's question for you. Yes. Where's the first McDonald's in Worcester? The, f- the first McDonald's in Worcester. I'm going to guess somewhere near a college. Is the one on Park yeah. Ave? No. Main South, next to, near Clark. Huh. Ah, when, my, when it opened, hamburgers were 10 cents and fries were 7. My mother used to take us. This is in the early 60s. And she could feed the whole family for like under $5. Was that one of the, um, was it Roy Kroc, Ray Kroc, or was it was it still the McDonald's brothers back then? Oh, no, I think it was after they were franchised. Nice. So, whatever. But uh, I, I used to build microchips for a living, and if, um, you know, if you look at your computer chip, you know, what costs a million dollars for the first one, you know, costs like $7 now. So, if you can imagine how well we did compared to where, the price of McDonald's, where hamburgers <laughs> are now, you know, two and a half bucks, and they used to be seven cents. Obviously, us electronic and physicists, we did a lot better job driving the cost of a much more complicated item down versus what the hamburger guys did by driving the price up. <laughs> that is true, but there's, uh, I believe, uh, what is it, something like 90% of the Earth's crust is silicone. So, you know. No, if- and that silicone is what goes in women's breasts. Silicon is what goes into microchips. It's yes, silicon. Different silicon. S i l i c o n. Yes, silicon. It's basically sand. Yeah. Right. Re- very well refined sand. So let me ask you, since you're a bunch of youngsters, and I have a doctorate in physics. <laughs> yes. What is the? Uh, so you, you're exactly. Blue? By the way, I just want to say as a sidebar, you are like exactly who we do the show for. <laughs> People who like food know about food. And your total physics nerds I, love I've science. I've more ketchup in my stomach than any human being. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so I'm sorry. What was your question? Why is the sky blue? Um, Isn't it a reflective thing? No. Nitrogen. No. Oh. no. 
It's not. It's not because the it's the way that the off. sun's rays go through the atmosphere goes through the what the the, the, the zone layer atmosphere. I'm sorry. What? What is in the atmosphere? No, uh, sixty-eight no. percent nitrogen, twenty-three. Seventy-eight percent nitrogen, twenty-one percent oxygen, yeah. and one percent other gases. Has nothing to do with the gases in the atmosphere. What's left in the atmosphere for the sunlight to go through? Oh, water vapor. That's right. Huh. And the water vapor acts as spherical prisms, breaking up the sunlight. So the colors of the rainbow and the diameter of the water vapor on most days is just the right diameter to scatter one color more than the other six. And that is blue. And if you ever see a green sky, what should you do? Get inside. Why? Because it means there's some type of copper or something throwing off rain. We're up against the break, Howard. Thank you very much. Love the call. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Hour number two of the show tonight. Love Lionel Richie. We know. Like seriously, <laughs> dear. We fa- know you love here, Lionel let me, Richie. Let me just give a little shout out, dear Facebook, because they have offices in Massachusetts. There yeah. might be someone, dear Facebook. I like Lionel Richie. I like all of his stuff when I see it on Facebook. Why don't I see more Lionel Richie stuff on and in my Facebook feed? Right. What? Okay. Because nobody's posting about it? No, dude. (laughs) Lionel Richie is posting every day wherever he is, when he meets fans. You know those fans that dress up like what he used to look like in the 80s? Oh, my God. And they go to his concert dressed up with, like, the super super mustache and the the fro. That's crazy. Same sweater with the collar popped out that he wore. See, that's like the Elvis thing, but he's still alive, so it's kind of weird. (laughs) Well, plus he still sounds good because he was never a – I don't think he was ever a – um, I'm having deja vu right now. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm always <laughs> going to talk about Lionel Richie. Anyway, awesome job, Lionel Richie. Keep it up. Um, more great things going on <laughs> in and around New England. And this one, again, Saturday. this Saturday, like seriously, if you're not out and about this Saturday, something's wrong with you because there are so many things to do. This Saturday, you can meet all the Star Wars characters from the 501st no, first New England Garrison Saturday, January 28th, at the Ecotarium in Worcester. Uh, all information can be found at ecotarium or echotarium.org. Stormtroopers and Jedi are landing at the Ecotarium. Come dressed as your favorite character and meet members of the 501st New England Garrison from noon to 2. Uh, while you're there, you can also learn about space exploration and more in their uh, science discovery program as well as their digital planetarium. I think there's a different planetarium uh, show going on every two hours uh, at their uh, National Geographic Theater. So pretty cool uh, full-fledged day, and uh, the Star Wars characters will be there from noon to 2, and if you have never seen them before, uh, they have movie-level quality co- uh, costumes. Yep. Uh, also going on um, in a couple of weeks on uh, February 4th, so two weekends away, Saturday, February 4th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., uh, is the new, I'm sorry, the Lunar New Year at the MFA, um, in Boston, uh, Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. Um, they're doing a, 
Where the heck did it go? Oh, okay, here it is, sorry. Uh, they're doing a lion dance, which if you've never seen a, a lion dance performed, it is definitely um, impressive. It is much more acrobatic than you would think. A lot of times you see, a, you know, usually in the background of movies, you'll see a lion dance, and it looks kind of just like, you know, two dudes in a lion outfit jumping around. Is that the around. big thing that runs around? Yes. Oh, I love that. But it is much more... Uh, it is it is much more than what you've ever probably seen kind of in the background of a movie. I got to see a, an amazing one performed in Disney World. Um, they do kind of the Christmas around the world, New Year's around the world celebrations. Yeah. And the one they did at the Chinese Pavilion was, uh, was very impressive. Uh, the poor dudes were exhausted afterwards and, um, it was, but it was, it was amazing and it was, it was, it was more acrobatics than anything else. Uh, except, of course, they were wearing the costume. So that is going on at the Museum of Fine Arts. Um, and also, if you don't want to go into Boston, at the Peabody Essex Museum in Salem, all information can be found at PEM.org, standing, of course, for Peabody Essex Museum, PEM.org. Um, they will also be doing lion dances at the on the same day however they're actually going to have two different ones back to back they're having what they call the cubs lion dance which is um young dancers from six to nine which is amazing that they could perform this uh performing the traditional lion dance and then at 11 30 in the morning uh the adult troupe comes in uh but this is an all woman troupe performing the lion dance as well so if you uh if this is something you want to see, it's a pretty pretty great uh pretty great opportunity, uh both either in Boston or in PBD at the PBD Essex Museum, uh to celebrate the Lunar New Year. And uh I'm telling you, this is it's 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 much more impressive than you uh than you maybe have seen on television yeah. in a background. Because we, we we all see you know, there's always some TV show where they have a backdrop of a Lunar New Year celebration and there's a parade and there's always um, the giant lion head. That's what usually people see. Uh, not like that. This is this is a full-fledged performance. There's a reason why they're blocking off a half hour for each of them. So, good for them. Uh, <laughs> moving, what? <laughs> this is funny. Good for them. I'm, gl- I'm for glad. Them. No, I'm serious. I'm glad they're doing stuff all like right, this. All right. Let's talk about op- open cockpit day. Um, do you really want to talk? I, I wanted to almost ju- hit that dump button. Really quick. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to jump around first uh, because uh, next Saturday, February fourth, from two to three p.m. at the Grafton Public Library is build your own Lego Millennium Falcon. What? Yes. So you can build Han and Chewie. Oh, do you hear they released the name of Episode Nine or whatever it is? Seven, eight, seven, eight. Yes, the eight. Last Jedi. Yeah. But Jedi is plural. <laughs> well, no, but je- the word Jedi is plural, so it could mean anything. Yeah. Uh, they don't mean the... It, it means the last Jedi. Right. It has to. Like, the last singular Jedi. No, why does it have to? You I, know I, they I love... think they should have just called it, this movie will be will have Luke in it. Yeah. This movie will feature Luke Skywalker. Maybe Luke might talk. Yeah. Star Wars, Episode Eight. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, you can build Han and Chewie's classic ship with Legos. This is a complicated build, appropriate for older children, grades three and up. So not children three and up, but grades oh. three and up, meaning you're talking eight, nine year olds uh, at the youngest. 
So this is all at the, you can uh, find all the information at graftonlibrary.org. Again, build the Lego Millennium Falcon. Seriously, if I was like, even if I was in high school, I would want to go to this. Right. Like this is, I, I mean, I'm I'm definitely too old for this now, but that that is pretty cool. Like, yeah, there's a certain age where it just becomes creepy when you start yeah. showing up to those things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it just it just kind of I don't want to say it upsets me because it doesn't upset me, but like, man, what the hell was this when I was a kid? Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, also filing under the where the hell was this when I was a kid? <laughs> uh, Jezebel Grace alluded to this. February, they're having an open cockpit day <laughs> at the New England Air Museum. All information can be found at neam.org. That stands for New England Air Museum. Neam.org. Saturday, February 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, this is in uh, Windsor Lock, Connecticut. You can literally climb into and get photos and whatnot in cockpits of planes <laughs> that they have there. Um, there are special activities um, with historic aircrafts, flight simulators, which if you've ever used a real flight simulator, holy cow. Yeah. Um, hands-on build-and-fly challenges and much, much more. World War II-era uh, planes, Vietnam-era planes, uh, Huey helicopters. What Huey... was wrong with those planes? Nothing. It's just technology. World War II-era planes. Era. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my, you know what? My Boston <laughs> accent now has gotten me in trouble twice. World War II-era planes. <laughs> Silicon instead of silicone. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jiminy Crickets. What the ah. hell? Yeah, it's the first one, I think, tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you've been waiting to use that, have you, for like two weeks? Yeah, yeah, it's been there for a while. <laughs> um, I do love the fact that they've got the uh, Huey helicopters, because, you know, then we can go back to our Airwolf uh, conversation. Um, Airwolf. Airwolf. There's also <laughs> there's, there's Wolf, also Wolf. F-100s Wolf. and F-104Cs. I didn't know the F-104Cs were called Starfighters. That's got to be like one of the coolest names for a plane. Other than Airwolf. <laughs> Airwolf is a helicopter. Airwolf. Oh, sorry. With, with missiles on it. <laughs> and there's a reason a fighter... So like an miss- Apache helicopter? Apache helicopters. Oh. We should sell those. Oh, my God. Absolutely. No one... No no, no mm. Archer reference? If, if anyone understood that Archer reference, probably not. 508-871-7000. Um... <laughs> Cause I know no one. What kind of conversation is that going to be? Hey, I got your Archer reference. Yeah. Nice. No, Great and, show, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we just go back and forth with Archer references that no one ever, literally no one else gets. The kid is a L7 weenie. <laughs> That's the one I've been waiting to use forever. <laughs> From um, Sandlot? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Best line. Nice, nice, nice. Um, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, I do want to mention one more pretty cool event going on, um, next, uh, I'm sorry, this Saturday. Um, and then, uh, we're going to get into some great wide world of food stories. Got a, a bunch of awesome ones coming back on the other side of this break here on Taste of Massachusetts. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby, shoot. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Damn, 
508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti, Jezebel Grace of the Graces, co-hosting, and Cam Behind the Glass producing also brought us in pizza earlier. Shout out to Cam. Good job. Gotta love that uh, three-topping uh, large carryout deal from Domino's. I gotta say, their new, their new whatever formula, I think I like a million times better than their old one. I don't even remember what their old pizza tasted like. I, was, I never got really Domino's. It happens. Um, so one more, uh, one more event I wanted to give a quick shout out to. We talk a lot every now and then about the Diablo Glass School in, um, in Roxbury Crossing. And, um, a lot of times the classes that they offer are really, really, really expensive. And so, I'm sorry, I'm just like sitting. He dramatically grabbed his chair and sat down. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, I gotta sit. Um, so their classes are usually really expensive and it's, it's a, <laughs> apparently the Samsung, uh, search is still, uh, working fine. Yep. Even though the Facebook app isn't. So, um, good to know, good to know. Just wanted to throw out there, Diablo Glass School, this Saturday, from noon to two, they're actually doing a class for beginners. It's only, and when I say only, of course, I'm being relative, $75 per person. This is usually something that is uh, in the hundreds of dollars per person, and a lot of times they'll do, like, um, you know, glass roses for Valentine's Day, couples class, things of that nature. Um, this is kind of their beginner's class, again, going on this Saturday, $75, which is probably as cheap as it gets, DiabloGlassSchool.com for all information. Very nice. Very nice, yes. Very nice. Very nice. We like to give good information out. It's not always just about being fun and funny and making we're, fun We're of funny me. and informative. Yes, we do it all. <laughs> uh, so I think it's time now to uh, transition to the wide world of food. <laughs> hey, ladies. This is Cam Galleon, a.k.a. Prince Eric, and this is the wide world of food. You know that's going to be so appropriate for Valentine's Day. I'm, I, I'm going to have to redo it. I'm going to have to beef it up for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm going to make it like a... Where do you go from there? I'm just going to loop this audio for like for the whole 15 show. minutes. Yeah, the entire show <laughs> is just going to have that in the background. Yep. I should just have you constantly read, hey, ladies. I should you? do it live each time. Yeah. Just get the, uh, just get the uh, music fed. Yeah. Hey, hey, ladies. ladies. <laughs> this is Studley McMuffin. <laughs> and this... Is the wide world of food. <laughs> hey, ladies, do you like cheesecake? Well, now they come in M&M form. What? Yeah, that's a, I don't know, it's in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> cheesecake M&M's? Yeah, I, I don't think I even pulled that story just because it's like, really? yeah, at a certain point, you got to just be like, all right, chill your, uh, cool your jets. So um, <laughs> there is uh, breaking news out of uh, Disney World. Oh, I'm sorry, is this Disney? I think this is Land Not, yes, Land Not World, uh, meaning... Uh, California, not, uh, not Boston, not, yeah, Boston, <laughs> I wish, not, uh, Florida. Dinner at Disney's new restaurant costs $15,000. What? No gasping? <laughs> <laughs> Jezebel's like, oh, yeah. You just hear the sounds of me chewing. 
Yeah. I know, right? Um, actually, like, this means nothing to me. <laughs> um, this is actually, uh, you can treat yourself and 11 friends to a meal. Uh, this is at Disneyland. For $15,000? Yes. Get out of town. So it's just over $1,000 a person. That's not bad. Yeah. Shut the front door. <laughs> this is uh, obviously extravagant at uh, 21 Royal. Uh, the big draw to this uh, brand new Ultra Deluxe experience is the chance to spend a night hanging out and being pampered inside the apartment overlooking the theme park's New Orleans Square, right above Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, basically, this was a private residence originally built for and by Walt and his wife Lillian Disney um, so that he could stay in the park with his family overnight, etc., etc. Um, I think this is, uh, yes, $1,250 per person is a little bit over the top. Yeah. Um, this was designed for reality TV. Yes. Oh, this totally was. <laughs> Um, it talks a little bit about the meal and whatnot, um, but it doesn't really go into super huge details. It does say that they'll get a bit of Downton Abbey style treatment from trained foot staff. Not, Is that like a good thing? I, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> foot staff? Yeah. Foot staff always sounds funny to me. It sounds like, like it's a just, disease. It's just like, we only serve feet. <laughs> we don't serve any other part of it. Sounds you, like just your feet. Sounds like what Rex Ryan would call his employees. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, the price tag includes park admission for 12 guests, um, oh. plus tax tip parking, right. valet services from the Grand Californian Hotel. Wait, that's all included in the 15000 Yes, but oh. not not stay at the hotel. Oh, um, never mind. You, you know there's like you know there are celebrities out there that are. This if it is, does have the the park admission, I mean that kind of does make it a little bit make a little bit more sense. That's still only about a hundred bucks yeah. roughly, and you're gonna spend the day or you're gonna spend most of your time at this dinner anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Th- this is totally. This is. I mean, let's face it. This is for. Uh, this is for celebrities and their families. It's so for Magic Kingdom ballers only. <laughs> According to this, <laughs> I read that somewhere. Your ballers, shot collars, <laughs> yes. Um, 20 inch blades on the. Where's Jess Dempsey when I need her? Yeah. She's the only one who get that reference. Um, but you know, this is for celebrities basically. This is so that they can, uh, enjoy the park, not necessarily have to leave, have their family and friends around them. And I, I mean, they'll probably, they'll book this no problem because between sports celebrities, uh, media celebrities and yeah. whatnot, they'll, they'll get this. So, uh, I think it's crazy. I love Disney, and I would never pay for this. Yeah. So, but it's out there. So if you have fifteen grand, knock yourself out. Um, like you know, so many of us just have laying yeah, around. Just fifteen grand. Oh, fifteen grand. I have that in my lockbox under my bed. I just keep it there. I know, that sounds weird. Never mind. I don't have a lockbox for fifteen <laughs> grand. Never mind. I got a little weird there. Um, <laughs> did you did you hear about the sto- so this next story specifically? Um, printed this for <laughs> Jezebel. You're laughing just looking at the title. <laughs> Why are cows in Wisconsin feasting on Skittles? That's the most ridiculous headline I've ever heard. All right, this is not an episode of X Files. Go on. Yes. I know. This is not an ex. Uh, clickbait. Is, yeah, this is not even clickbait. This is just 100 percent true. That's, that's what's funny about it. So uh, there were rainy conditions, and they caused a spill of hundreds of thousands of Skittles on a rural Wisconsin what road. What did they do, leave them loose in a truck? Week. Like, are they traveling like a cement mixer full of freaking Skittles? So, yeah, the, see, these Skittles were destined for a cattle farm 
where they were going to be fed to cows. So do you have a... You, Wait, you, that's... You already have a few more questions now, don't I you? I thought it was a spill and that's how the cows got to them. No, this is, uh, believe it or not, um, aside from the spill, um, these Skittles, basically when candy is defective, and by the way, when they say defective, they don't mean rancid or spoiled. Right. They simply mean something's wrong with it. The bars are like half, half they cut them wrong or right. whatever. Um, what they do is they grind them up and send them to various cattle farms. What? To be added to their feed. Get out of here. Because it is a, it is a good source of carbohydrates for the various bovines. <laughs> uh, CNN reports. I mean, I guess if we're eating them, it can't hurt them. That well, CNN reports that, uh, bovine population has been getting a steady diet of sweets for decades. Wow. So I want to, uh, I want to finish this when we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. 508-871-7000. We'll be right back. Eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Talking about cows eating candy. Yep. I didn't know this was a real thing, but uh, after much research, it, it definitely is. So CNN says that the country's bovine population has been getting a steady diet of sweets for decades, and that the trend in recent years has grown because uh, corn prices have surged. So according to a 2012 uh, Reuters report, farmers who mixed candy into their livestock diet cut feed costs by 10 to 50 percent. However, satisfying a cow's sweet tooth isn't all about the budget. <laughs> um, they basically go on to say that um, this uh, one guy who produces why, why, I can never say it, Wagyu beef, which is a very high quality in theory, says that he feeds his cattle top quality chocolate and gummy bears because a happy cow is a good cow. What? I don't know how happy they are once they go to the slaughterhouse, but, you know. Well, um, I'm a cow and I love gummy bears, so. So, yeah. candy-based recipes actually increases feed costs by 25% for him. But, of course, he's using top-quality chocolate and gummy bears. <laughs> top-quality um, chocolate is I know, making me laugh. I know defective Kit Kat bars are ground up and put back into Kit Kat bars. My. Ground up Kit Kats That's like, are yeah. part of the filling. Oh, on really? The inside. Yep. That's Every like, time they yeah. have a defective one, they crush it up and put it inside That's, another one. That's like Inception. Yeah. There's a Kit Kat inside of your Kit Kat. That's wow. weird. What Made if, like, up of Kit Kat. What if you grind up a Kit Kat, put in another Kit Kat, and then that one's defective? It just keeps like. It just it oh, never. They're all break. connected in the great circle. Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. I um, thought you were better than that, man. No, never. <laughs> I never. So I'll the, always go with the pun. So the question comes down to, is this healthy for cows or the humans who consume the beef, milk, and cheese? Uh, John, I don't think you're going to get gummy bears through a cow's <laughs> flesh. Like, get out of here. Come on. Uh, Professor John Wallers says uh, in Life Science Magazine in 2012 that a candy-based diet for cattle is fine, and it kills two birds with one stone. It keeps fat material from going out into the landfill. And it's a good way to get nutrients in the cattle, he says. 
The alternative would be to put the candy in a landfill somewhere, uh, which, of course, there's no oxygen, heat, or water so that the candy can't break down, so it just sits there forever. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Science, 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 science. Um, well done. Nerd. Well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nerd alert. <laughs> All seven weenie. <laughs> Mary, now, in, in contrast, Mary Noble of the American Grassfed Association, yes, it's real. That's a thing. Told Marketplace in 2012, quote, quote, cows were meant to eat grass, not candy. <laughs> Duh. I'd like, say, thank yeah, you. I'd say, I'd say that. This was is kind madness. Of assumed. Bold statement. Uh, there are grass-fed and grain-fed <laughs> distinctions for beef. Should there be separate distinction for candy-fed? I'm saving this article and posting it on my wall at home. This is like... <laughs> it's I, the best thing I've like, ever read. It, it just blows my... Well, again, no, they're supposed to eat grass. <laughs> it, blo- it blows my mind that like you're talking about 10% of what a cow eats. That's kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hey... You know? I mean, they have a bunch of stomachs, so I guess they're probably doing better off eating yeah. it than we do. Four, four stomachs, and they chew their cud and all that <coughs> craziness. So. Yeah. I try not to think about that too much because it grosses me out. Moo, well, <laughs> moving on. Damn it, you like broke up my joke. <laughs> I just made you just moo. Yeah. No, I, I, You're moo. just like, moo. Moo, period. <laughs> End of sentence. Goodbye. Yes. This has been Taste of Massachusetts. <laughs> have a great night. I'll I'll be here all week. Oh man! Moving <laughs> on. Wow. Thank you. Are you happy now? I am. I'm satisfied. Personal fondue mugs are the kitchen accessory we never knew we needed. <laughs> I just, what is this? What so, kind of, What kind of world do we live in? I I don't know. I I, I got a couple of like very strange. Um, I just look at the next one too. Yeah. This is getting insane. Oh, this is absolutely insane. So the crazy uh the crazy gadget thing has really gone um. It's taken. It's gone to new levels. Like the the gadget that you can make a living as an inventor in this day and age again. Oh yeah, we've come full circle. There's there's crazy people who would We're buy have this. Snake oil salesman again. Oh, yeah, we, exactly. we already kind of do have them with every woman selling makeup and every freaking person who sells. Have you ever been added to a group on Facebook of like I'm selling these supplements or this makeup? You women are horrible. I am in like nine thousand jamberry nail groups, and I'm yeah. like I don't. Paint my nails no, ever. What's like, the, get what's, out of here. What's the really stupid one that's a total pyramid scheme? And Which they one? Get, they get like rich women to do it. There's unique cosmetics. No, not that. It's like um, Herbalife. No, it's like it's like oh oh god, why can't I think of it? It's like rejuvenation products. Oh, I know what they are, but I can't think of the name of it. My uh, brother's friend's ex-wife did it, did it. Yeah, that's usually who ends up doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my brother's friend's ex-wife. They're like, these products are great. And I'm like, wow, I'll go to CVS, thanks. <laughs> right, it's the same exact stuff. Yeah. But they're just like, oh, no. Yeah. No, this is a pyramid scheme that only rich women yeah. sell to other rich women and call them. Like, no. Okay, no. It's, it's getting insane. You get added into groups constantly, and it's like... It's just one person posting, like, pictures of nail wraps, and you're just like, yeah. (laughs) Really? Nail wraps? It's not even nail polish. It's these things that you put on your nail, and I think it's like, I don't even know how it works. I don't do my nails. My nails are, I'm an artist. My nails are constantly a complete disaster. I use my hands too much, Um, and I play guitar, so useless. Uh, You put these things on your nails, and it's like a temporary tattoo, kind of. But it comes off in two seconds if you touch something wrong. Oh, yeah, I've seen, yeah, it's like. I realize people who do their nails are very cautious about what they do with their hands. And I'm like, I could never do that. I slam my hand in a door like once a day. 
I'm not even kidding. Like on purpose? No, no. no I, I don't go, hey, I haven't slammed my hand in a door yet today. Hey, Charlie, slam the door for me. Nice. Make it a good one. What is that um, from? Nothing. I just made it up. I never, I never remember. Anyway, I see them all the Play time. Play it again, Sam. So they're, they're, they're basically people sell junk all the time. It's stupid. So yeah, like um, personal fondue mugs. Yes, personal fondue mugs. I thought this was ridiculous. So, so is it just a mug? It, it's. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to this, this is like. Do you the, put a tea light underneath it? Do you, well, do you remember the set it and forget it, right? The greatest commercial slash infomercial ever. Set it and forget it. It's basically a rotisserie <laughs> that is like countertop size and you put in whatever you want and it cooks it but it cooks it perfectly because it's a rotisserie oh and it's and it's small and it's convenient and look my parents have one it is awesome it <laughs> always no let me tell you it is like the greatest thing ever it's called the set it and forget it well this was made by food oh, beast no, well they call it i'm sorry they call it the showtime rotisserie Let's oven but everyone calls oh. it the set it and forget it because that's the line set it and forget it yeah Ted. So it's awesome. It works really well. Greatest thing ever. The infomercial played a million times during the 90s. All right? Oh, I know exactly what You know what I'm yeah, talking, about. talking about. It's, it's awesome. like Ronco or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. You said it. And, for, and then there's like a crowd there for some yes. reason. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. Paid, uh, maybe paid money for tickets to watch them <laughs> show off their... Because uh, it's infomercial. And like the infomercials used to be great because they were like, look... We're trying to sell you crap, so we're gonna make it amusing. We're gonna yeah. make it. And there was totally always ridiculous. like there was always like one dude wearing this ugly, god awful Christmas sweater, no. but it wasn't Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was awesome. So like, but none of these products. There's no infomercials anymore. So whatever. Oh, you're just throwing it. <laughs> Jezebel Grace throwing the paper on the floor. This fondue is angering me. I want to talk about the bacon toaster. Yes. So basically, this fa- it's basically just a mug for fondue. <laughs> it's a mug. Like, honestly... You slag a tea light under it, you, you can, got melted cheese. You can take any mug and turn it into a fondue mug by putting fondue in the freaking mug! <laughs> now throw your paper. It's very therapeutic. Moving on. There you go. Yes. Moving on to what Jezebel Grace wants to talk about. The bacon toaster! This is finally a great idea, although the photo, all it really is... It's just a toaster oven that has a little bacon rack. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, but this bacon toaster just made <laughs> cooking breakfast I'm looking ahead and I'm a lot stuff, easier. Okay. Yes, there's a lot more. So bacon, one of the greatest foods ever to be conceived, um, <laughs> has always been a pain to cook at home. So Por- fr- You left out Porky Delight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Porky Delight. Come I used on. to dance under that name. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So frying bacon in their pan creates a massive mess, blah, 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 blah. So now, <laughs> see, they don't even, like, they don't even frame this. Like, the way it used to be with an infomercial was, do you love bacon, yeah. but you hate the mess it creates cooking it? And yeah, then and it then shows, sh- like, some some adult who's, like, trying to, like, flip the bacon. In, yeah. in black and white. Yeah. It's always in black and white. They just, like, throw a full pan of grease into their own face. Yeah, and it goes all over the place. being a competent human being. Yeah. Maybe you should try this. <laughs> So then they roll out the bacon toaster, which basically is just a clothesline for bacon that you put into. Hey, I love that, man. That's cool. Cooking bacon in a pan sucks. Yes, it does. (laughs) 
Um, although the best way to cook it is in a microwave with three sheets of... Um, I can't do that. I can't. With, with, with it always three, comes out weird. With three sheets of paper towel. My mom used to do it and she could do it, but I can't figure oh, it out. Oh, it's so easy and it work, it's perfect every time. But I also don't like cooking anything in the microwave. I, I avoid it at all costs. The microwave is the greatest invention yeah. of all time. Well, if you use it right, like steaming vegetables in the microwave is great. That's good, I guess. Like yeah. anyone who... Any, yeah, so anyway. So Gizmodo reported on this uh, incredible... Uh, invention. <laughs> this is my gremlin name now. Yeah, Gizmodo. I need my crunchy bacon. <laughs> it's made by Nostalgia Electrics, and it cooks up to six <laughs> slices of bacon at a time in a matter of minutes. It's called the Bacon Express. Oh my god! That sounds choo like. choo. <laughs> you beat me to it. This world is insane. It can cook thin cut. Thin cut, or even turkey bacon by thin adjusting cut, thin the cut. dial. Cook thin cut, and it can also cook thin cut. <laughs> and if you act now, we'll add an additional accessory, which allows you to cook it thin cut. <laughs> the forty dollar nineteen ninety nine. Nope, $40 no. toaster. So wow. Wow. We have a hot dog toaster at my house. No one Ooh. uses it, but we have one. God. How much for it? <laughs> you can have it. Tim's like... Kim's like, how much you sell that toaster make, for? It, it is pretty cool. My my our old roommate used to make hot dogs, and it it was like they were grilled instead of you that know. That is fantastic. Well, yeah. yeah, I had to boil hot dogs literally yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Though actually, so uh, microwave is another great use for hot dogs. Yeah, if you like them explode and look no. like tremors, freaking worms. No, all you got to do <laughs> is they look like they split open at the top, and it's very upsetting. Poke a couple of holes in it, and you're good to go. Um, uh. I I usually turkey hot dogs are my like. Ugh. No, it's like, you know what, if you're... Wor- I hate turkey bacon or turkey hot dog. Oh, I don't like turkey bacon. Gross. Just eat the... Oh, it's the worst. Absolutely. Just eat the real thing. You're saving like 20 calories. But tur- No, turkey hot dogs, I like the I like the flavor of them. They're not as... um. I don't even know what the word I is. I prefer the the random assortment flavor of hot dog that <laughs> over the beef hot dog. I'm not a huge fan of the all-beef hot dog as yeah. much as just the, like, you buy it and it says it contains turkey, pork, and chicken. Yeah. You're like, sure, sure, whatever. Sounds good. Sounds good. The Give b- me this... Cancer-causing food. <laughs> the, the, nitrous. The best, the best hot dogs, though, I think. I don't know if you've ever had them. They're called Hebrew Nationals. I like the natural casing ones because I'm gross. Oh, the ones that crunch? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the those most are the best satisfying ones. crunch in the uh, world. They're so good. I'm so glad you know what that is. Wow. I say that to people, and they're like, ugh. And I'm like, you don't know the crunch, man. You don't know the crunch. I'll eat any hot dog, to be honest. Yeah. Do you ever, you ever wrap a hot dog in turk in bacon? No, but I was thinking about it the other yeah. day. <laughs> he just had Pretty a fantasy good. about it. He was sitting there like, he's just like driving. How can I make this hot dog even more this? disgusting? <laughs> Let's put the greasiest meat possible. Get a fondue mug around. and dip it in cheese. Do you, do you ever split your hot dogs in half? Put cheese in no. between them and then put it in the bun? That's and then going like, too far, man. Right in the oven for five Five minutes. I didn't see you as a hot dog splitter. I'm not. No, I'm not. You know where I saw it? <laughs> this is okay. This filthy is filthy little this, hot dog splitter. This, <laughs> this could be the only political reference I ever make on this show. Oh man! The first interview ever that Sarah Palin did <laughs> was with Greta Van Susteren, and she had her over the house. <laughs> and they all had her and her family. They made hot dogs, and they were cool, chilling out and eating hot dogs. And she makes the hot dogs. She first boils them, takes them out, splits them, puts cheese in them, puts them in the buns, toasts them in the oven because she has a massive family, right. and then brought them out. And I remember seeing on, you know, there was some post on Facebook, and it's like, I don't know anything about Sarah Palin, but 
uh, her hot dogs look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, for about a week, that was the only thing anyone knew wow. about Sarah Palin. And then everything went crazy. So, why so she's good with hot dogs? <laughs> well, there was that movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which is the strangest political thing yeah. ever to happen. Because then you can't Google Sarah Palin because the first thing comes up is the mock porno that they made. Yeah. I know, craziness. There's also um, a butter slicer on this list, by the way. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, let's go straight to the, uh, to the end of the show. So, um, I, like I said, I had a bunch of crazy food gadgets that just happened to be, yeah. um, relevant, uh, in, in the news. And so the next one, I thought this was actually genius, as simple as it looks. So it's a butter slicer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an it's entirely contained. So I like I I like it because I hate slicing butter. Right. You know that I Everyone slice does. it. I don't slice it like normal. I slice it across the top. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I'm so weird. You do that too? Yes, because usually if I like I I don't want to cut the paper and get the paper right. stuck in it. So I'm like screw it. I'll just go off the top. But then you end up with like nothing in the middle yep. and two ends, and you're like, what have I done? I hate. I, I usually. Um, Put, I, I don't like. I don't put cream cheese on my bagels. Usually, I put just a little bit of butter. I put butter and cream cheese because I'm a fatty. Because <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I did it's do that. Best. I did do that once, and you're right. It's, it's awesome, best, but like, yeah. it's way too much. Well, the, you don't have to put like a ton of butter. No, I don't. But I also put only a little bit of cream cheese because I, I don't really like cream cheese that much. <laughs> but you just like the butter. Oh yeah, I used to steal it off the table. My mom would leave it, oh. and I would just grab it and eat it. You know, that was when I was like 14. I know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was like two or three. This was like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, Rich caught me standing at the fridge with <laughs> two sticks of butter in my hands. That'd be funny. Oh, my God. Um, so, so this demon voice. I know for a second. So this butter slicer, it no. basically looks like um, th- someone basically looked at the design of a stapler Yeah. and said, well, <laughs> you, you got a row of staples and they get separated by the action of... You know, hitting the stapler. Yeah. So basically, this is the same thing, except it slices a pad of butter. And it's brilliant. It's like an upside-down Pez dispenser, basically. Yeah. And a, um, and a and a stapler. And so I thought this was, like, one of the greatest. One-click stick butter cutter. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing. It rhymes, like, two different times. And it's... <laughs> I rhymed! This is the best day of my life. And it's only $11.58. <laughs> so it's not like it's ridiculously crazy. But think about it. You never... It's worth it. For for the for the ease, convenience, speed, yeah. like man, and and then you just put the entire thing in the refrigerator, yeah, in the butter rack thingy, whatever the hell it's called, butter and rack. Uh, the butter. I used to dance under that name too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's convenient. I thought that so you you saw this and you thought that was pretty cool and convenient, right? What the butter slicer? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love butter, so. Well, even if all you're doing is saving, uh, cleaning one utensil each time. I know, yeah, right. Like yeah, the, but then you have to spread it with something, so you're not really saving much. Yeah. Oh, you could just, you know, use a knife and then wash it and yeah, clean it and I dry know. it and put it back in the drawer like yeah, I do. Where the hell's the fun with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, also, and then, so the final, uh, gadget, if you will, that, <laughs> that I found, and this is, uh, this is a little bit over the top because, um, it is what it is. It is a 3D printer for making pancakes. Yep. So basically what you uh, do is um, it works just like a 3D printer, but instead of forming creations out of plastic, it forms them out of pancake batter, mm-hmm. and it prints them right onto a hot skillet. So it costs... 
$299. Um, I think that's a little pricey for being able to make a pancake that looks like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, this is all born from those videos of like actual people who are just making pancake art, which is bizarre, but it's a thing. But a lot of times, if they're making the pancake art, they're just using a squeeze bottle yeah. so they can get the fine lines, yeah. and then they, you know, they this draw. This does it for you, right? Um, but it's like really three hundred bucks, and like if it's if it's like a printer full of batter, I can't imagine that that would like. Well, the the, the little not you, get jammed all the right, time. Right, you can you can see the photo. Um and the little it looks like a gumball tiny tiny gumball machine yeah which is where you put the batter which means it probably is only gonna do one pancake at a time yeah and it's you still have to cook it and flip it so <laughs> like it doesn't flip it for you just yeah so you know yeah right <laughs> this is uh I can't flip pancakes for the life of me oh I'm no pro I got no problem with that yeah uh but well I have a steel pan that's three, probably my problem three, but like three hundred bucks uh I don't I don't think any pancake so. Um, between the bacon cooker and the butter slicer, I think we got two winners out yeah. of the uh, out of the four. Yeah. Cam, you're you're kind of quiet about that. He's like, I don't care about pancakes. Cam's like, I'm watching the Bruins. So one <laughs> no, time kidding. we went um, for my 21st birthday. My parents bought me and all my roommates. I was all, all me and all my roommates all had summer birthdays. We all turned 21 within a couple months of each other. And my big birthday gift was. Um, a hotel room in Boston for the night. <laughs> oh, and, God. Uh, oh, it was quite the night, uh, from what I've been told. And <laughs> there, in the lobby of this Holiday Inn Express, was this pancake machine. Oh, no. That you literally just pressed a button, and about two minutes later, a pancake would come out. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so we talked for the entirety of that little meal, which we had at about 10 p.m., uh, about... How easy it would be to steal this thing from the Holiday Inn Express. Oh, my God. And then we started looking it up online, and it was like a couple thousand dollar machine. <laughs> oh, right, because no one was there at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, it was... Oh, well, no, there was a guy there watching. But, like, I just mean, like, we were just curious. Like, we, we the first thing we thought is, we need this for our dorm room. <laughs> we need this for our dorm room. But, yeah, way too expensive. That is, uh, that is amusing That's for funny. so many reasons. Aside from the fact that uh, the only Holiday Inn that I know in Boston is the one next to the uh, hospital, right? Uh, it's a Holiday Inn Express. It's right across yeah. the street from the garden. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. By the way, you ever see LB there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Linden Byers uh, goes to a lot of Bruins games and crashes there. Oh, okay. That's why I asked. You never heard him talk about it? No, I don't I don't listen to them that much. No, but you know who LB is. Oh, I know is. who LB yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, it's, he's just legendary for that stuff. Exactly. Black Betty. <laughs> Exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. Oh my Minus god. the ketchup. Starbucks. Oh my god. What, Starbucks. Go Starbucks uh, leads on AI with plans for virtual barista. Yes. People, I've heard people mentioning this a lot. Yeah. Just uh, just was announced uh, on uh, after the new year. Starbucks is among a handful of high-profile retailers that have embraced artificial intelligence. Skynet is coming. Um, with a feature dubbed My Starbucks Barista set to launch this year, users will speak their orders to the virtual barista and skip the line to avoid, uh, skip the line to pick up their drinks, okay. uh, avoid lines at local shops minutes later. So you order like with an app? Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. It's not really artificial intelligence. It just takes your order and yeah. spits it out to some dude working behind the... Do you know how funny this is going to be in Boston? 
Oh yeah, because nobody's gonna understand anything. Voice recognition yeah. never works. New York, Boston, all our Rhode Island. Rhode Island's gonna be the worst. The South. Rhode Island is like the Boston and New York accents smashed together. Right. Um. Any other uh, any other stories popping out at you? Just because uh, I figure we got uh, three minutes before the yeah. show. Best show tonight, I have to say. Yeah, the uh, Valentine's Day dinner. The changing face of Valentine's Day dinner. Yes, Valentine's Day is traditionally a business night for restaurants. Yeah. As couples celebrate with a romantic dinner. But things may be changing in the age of online dating and millennials, who screw up everything. Uh, oh, stop it. <laughs> who opt to skip lengthy meals. Some eateries are changing, I'm sorry, yeah, changing uh, with the times, promoting Valentine's Day dinners for singles and friends, families, and groups, according to Open Table. Yeah. I don't know who wrote this, but um, short meals, restaurants love people who come in and have short meals because they can turn the tables yeah, faster. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why they would, uh, I don't know why they would say something like that. Maybe Open Table just doesn't understand, or I don't know. I don't know. Did you see the uh, U.S. cheese consumption jumps fueled by pizza chains? Yeah, I'm not surprised at all because pizza is the best food ever invented. So U.S. consumers are drinking less milk but eating more cheese. You know, I didn't eat pizza for like 10 years of my life, and then I started eating it again, and I gained like 50 pounds. So you so start, bad. you started, <laughs> stopped, and then started yeah, again. Yeah, when I didn't eat pizza, I was very thin and, you know, very happy, and now I'm, I'm happy about eating pizza, but I... It does not. It's not conducive to weight loss, guys. <laughs> no, but it's good. It is good. <laughs> it is good. I haven't. It's too good. Like I don't think I had pizza until t- like tonight because Cam got pizza. Thank you, Cam, once again. Um, I don't think I've had a slice of pizza in a while. Yeah. Well, I live in an apartment with like dudes yeah. my age, so it's pretty much pizza all the time. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Did you you wouldn't believe how much pizza gets delivered to our house. I. I could believe it. Did you see there's a new, um, my wife's going to try to make it uh, soon. She just saw the recipe. A cauliflower crust pizza. And apparently um, someone figured out the exact proportions in order to get cauliflower to have a dough-like consistency. Yeah. I mean, obviously you need a food processor and whatnot to get it down, but uh, pretty. I'm pretty psyched about that. Yeah, it's not going to taste the same, though. <laughs> well, n- well, no, but it's about the sauce and the cheese. The yeah. bread is just like I the honestly, delivery. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of those foods for like paleo diets and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. They have like the meatza, <laughs> which is the crust is just meat. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I saw that. I don't know how they. Uh. That's probably good. Oh I mean, no, I'm sure it tastes good. Can't see how it could be bad, but I don't know how you could eat a whole slice. Yeah, I'm going back on a low carb, like no carb diet, like. Starting in a couple weeks because I have to wait till I can afford to buy myself the food for it, but it's intense. Yeah, that's crazy. Just crazy. Eating healthy is now expensive. Yeah, what the it hell? really is. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. Thank you, Jezebel Grace from the Graces, for coming in, co-hosting. Yeah. Cam, excellent job behind the boards. Thank you. Get that cricket sound ready to go for tomorrow night. We'll be back <laughs> 7 p.m. here on AMA 30 WCRN with an all-new episode. Uh, who's coming in? T- oh, Lisa from uh, Pork Pork and Pints coming in. No, she's got like a month's worth of food that we name. need to talk about. It is a great name. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned next for, I don't even know. Is it, have we gone to music yet? No. Savage. Savage. Ultimate Culture Shock. This show to there. Here on AMA 30 WCRN.